Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like bullshit? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy. If your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your balls and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You're a little over Cardi B. And you're repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, check out the Earth Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> if you're in a chasing dopey and you love South Fish and Festival, check out the Urban Conservative. All right, peace and love, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. You all right. tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast, episode number 11. We have made it 11 episodes this year, bro. We are in the building for episode double one. Yes, sir. Real quick, real quick, before we get into anything, please take a moment to head over to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and every other social media platform. Give us a follow. Visit the website, tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership. Get access to the full site. Get access to the blog. Shouts out to all the blog contributors. There's been some updates. We've been doing a wonderful job um, with the blogs. There's some important stuff there. You get access to exclusive content that we can't put up on social media for the sake of getting uh, pre-canceled, if you will, bruh. So, do us that favor. Head over to tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership. If you want to support the show on Cash App, you can do so. Dollar sign, T-U conservative. Uh, real quick, let me get us, let me get us on the screen. Let me, let me uh let me get us up here. What's going on, sir? What's going on? Good to see everybody. What's happening, bro? So uh, I gotta I gotta because we in GOP, we in GOP mode today. Today's all about the GOP move. So uh, I want to shout out the whole Southampton Town GOP. Please go to shtowngop.com. Check out our Republican slate of candidates. We got some important, important races going on here in, in the town of Southampton and in Suffolk County. So it's very important that you visit shtowngop.com. If you want to support the, the Southampton Town GOP, 
You want to volunteer? You want to door knock, phone bank? We need your help. We need you all hands on deck. So if you're watching this and you're in the town of Southampton or you're in Suffolk County, make sure to visit the website. Um, one other thing I, I just want to say before we get started, I'm, I'm hosting a social media 101 workshop for politics and campaign so people can kind of understand what goes into social media for politics is because some people just have it all wrong. So April 12th, brought to you by the Urban Conservative. I will be doing that. Uh, you can go to the website. There's an event bright link at tuconservative.com starting tomorrow. It's limited seats. It's only like 20, 30 seats we're doing for that uh, workshop. So that way we have time to ask questions and, you know, it can be a fair exchange. It's not one of these things we want 100 people in. So April 12th, if you haven't done so, Social Media 101 Workshop with yours truly. I think we might have some special guests in the building, but that's what I got, bro. That's what I got. That's, that's uh, I, Yo, I got one thing, bro, and uh, I'm sharing my screen real quick. I don't know if you could let that fly, but I do want everybody to know this will be our first event of the new administration in Cabarrus County for the Cabarrus GOP. Shouts out to everybody in the Cabarrus County Republican Party. Shouts out to our new vice chair, Jack Lambert, our secretary, uh, uh, Paris Moffitt, our treasurer, Benita Conrad, past chair, Scott Elliott, everybody that is on our executive committee so much. This is going to be huge. We are going to be at the Kinetic Club in Kannapolis at the brand new ballpark. As you can see, bro, Wow. This will be in the building. Our good friend, friend of the show, Paul Newton, our representative, Kristen Baker. We also share a representative with Stanley County and our good friend, Wayne Sasser, and uh, Brad Jenkins, who is the newly elected chair of uh, Rowan County. Our next door neighbor will be in the building. It is a great opportunity for anybody that's interested in what the party is about, how we get down, what we plan on doing. You get some updates from your elected officials. It's going to be a great, and we got some surprises. Well, so yeah, so so real quick, because because I just reminded me saying surprise. So also, I want to just again say happy birthday uh, to Mason. He's in the one, y'all. Hear, he's now one. You hear him in the background. So Whoa. thank everybody. Thank everybody that commented and said happy birthday to my grandson, Mason. We really appreciate you guys. So now that we've done all our shout outs and we've done all of that. I, and, and yo, which is a great segue into something I was going to talk about because the other young lady that is going to be attending the uh, event on April 22nd because we share some people uh, live in her jurisdiction, but vote in our jurisdiction. It's all kind of jacked up. But this is really one of the largest counties in North Carolina. This young lady just took over as chair of the Mecklenburg County Republican Party. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Urban Conservative, our good friend, Sarah Reedy Jones. Let's get her up and cracking on the screen. Sarah, what <laughs> you got to imagine well, the crowd noise. Yes, that's right. Well, congratulations, Chairman, in, in, in order there. So, <laughs> well, congratulations, Madam Chairman. That's right. There you go. So, listen, real quick, what we like to do in this show, and we told you we don't really script an interview, but I think it's important for people. Uh, there are 45, we just found this out, 45 new chairs in the state of North Carolina. I'm one of them, you're one of them, but today's about you and what we got going on in Mecklenburg County. So real quick, give the folks the backstory. Who is Sarah Reedy Jones? Where do you come from? All that good stuff. Take a few minutes to catch us up to speed. 
yeah, so I started getting involved. I always knew I was a Republican. I say I came out of the womb as a Republican. I've just always been that way. Um, I tried to get involved at 17 years old and start a teenage Republicans club in my high school in Oklahoma, which is very red. Um, it was turned down and so i just started getting involved in the county parties there and i just started showing up and helping candidates and you name it and then i went to college in washington dc thought i was going to be the next senator from oklahoma like everybody that goes to college in washington dc got to work in the white house a little bit and just started working on campaigns and got involved um, i remember doing deployments and, and helping out and uh, went to kentucky after that and uh, started getting involved there worked for a governor i was the state chair of the young republicans you name it young um, global young republicans just kind of worked my way up the ladder um so 22 23 years later here i am um, i've moved all around the country and uh, for politics and, and landed in uh, north carolina and i've been in charlotte for about five years now and um, like i said I've, I've held about every role with every possible you know position within the republican party the women's club the young republicans the college republicans you name it um but now here i am in the biggest county in arguably you know mecklenburg county is bigger than eight u.s states population wise That's so cool. um this is this is a big responsibility but hopefully my uh my 23 years on the job it will uh will help with that so we're going to talk a little bit more about mecklenburg county in a second but what part of Oklahoma are you from? Because I've been to Oklahoma, and I'm uh, and a partner of ours here at the Urban Conservative, David Hensley, is from Oklahoma. So where where in Oklahoma are you from? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, born and raised. My family was in oil, and I uh, went to Sepulpa High School. And it's a small world because I do find people in politics that that uh, that are from there. But right. very right. red, Phil. moved to very blue. I keep getting bigger and bluer. So there you go. I was down in Fort Sill, down by Lawton. If you know. Oh where gosh, yeah, that's. Uh, no fun. That's no, no, not the most charming part. <laughs> so, Rob, what you got? I know you have. So, I'm, I'm just curious uh, because you, you kind of made it very brief, but you said you always known you were a Republican. Is that something that you were like taught at home, or was that just you know was your family very political in the sense that they told you, hey, we're Republicans, or how did you like come to that understanding for yourself? My family's just always been Republican. I remember um, candidate for president. Um, so I just always have had those kind of conservative values. I grew up with that. Um, you know, our black sheep in our family are ones that aren't Republican. Um, but so I, I just always had that. Um, I guess just kind of that good common sense of Oklahoma. But um, especially going to college in Washington, D.C., it made me even more conservative because I had to realize to really dig in my heels because it was such a liberal place that it, I think it solidified the fact that I was a Republican. I think if you can make it out of a an urban uh, collegiate experience as a Republican, you're, there's more of a chance you're going to be a lifer. Makes sense. What what in going to school? Because now we see so much of this, and we talk about it. We hear our chairman talk about it. All all the chairmen's really talk about this and our elected officials talk about indoctrination and education. Was that really the issue when you were in school or was it more of a situation of liberal uh, students that you had to deal with or was it the teachers? I'm just curious. Uh, it was a mix of things. I will say, obviously, going to school in D.C. is a little more unique than most people because everybody's politically bent there. I mean, you know, your professors, if I take environmental law, it's a professor that's argued before the Supreme Court with the EPA, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, Helen Thomas was one of our professors, people like that. But 
I will say, I think there's been a change in the 20 years or so that I've been there just because, and, and I don't think this could happen now. Um, I remember election night 2000 when it went back and forth and back and forth. Um, you know, it was like, oh, it's Gore. No, it's Bush. It's Gore. Well, this is how crazy it was back then. We actually had the college Republicans and college Democrats did a joint watch party in the student union that night together. And I don't think you could ever have that environment anymore. I just think it's too toxic. I mean, there'd be like fist fights going down if they did that now. Um, so I, I, I think some of that that you used to see, that nicety that you could kind of shake hands and, and, and part your ways at the end is, is, is not quite there anymore. Um, so it's hard to say that, but I mean, it was really a mix. I mean, a lot of the kids, a lot of the students were not from Oklahoma. You know, there weren't a lot of nice Episcopalian Oklahoma Republican girls there <laughs> at George Washington. Um, but we were lucky in that there was a real diversity of thought that was taught that way. But I know that's not necessarily the case now, 20 years later. Gotcha. So as, as you got out of D.C. and you started moving around and getting into politics um, and, and more so, you know, involved, like employed in politics. Um, how much different is it in practice than it is, I mean, an actual application than what you thought it would be just going to school? Or did you not really have a false? Or did you always kind of know what it was? Well, I will say sometimes putting in hard work is what gets you up the ladder sometimes in, in politics. I mean, I remember in 2003, I think I was the number one door knocker or the number one phone banker for, for the governor's race at that time. Um, so, you know, you get rewarded when you put in that hard work. Um, and I think there's some of that that, that just you, you do get noticed and, and that there is. I was very lucky that I kind of became part of mentoring with people that you know, people saw leadership talents, and that's what I want to try to do with Mech GOP. I've started that with a college Republican uh, program, but uh, it's, you know, I, you get in the weeds, and, and I, because especially, like, I was a White House intern, and it's not like the West Wing. It's not like House of Cards. Nobody's pushing anybody in front of the Metro, you know. Right. Um, it's not as glamorous as that. Um, <laughs> you uh, Trying to figure out where you find that middle ground to get things actually accomplished, I think, is a little different than the than the the, the polarization of the parties that you see from a party standpoint. Right on. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, right around the 14, 15 minute mark, you are checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. You are either watching on Facebook or you are watching on YouTube. We appreciate that. Make sure you hit that like, that subscribe button. But we also need you to jump over to TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. We got some wonderful blogs going on in there that you can only get if you're a member. Uh, wonderfully curated news feed for you so that you can know what's going on, not just here in the States, but across the world. Uh, and guy down there actually curates that news feed for you. So no, and I, I have to say, I have to say, we got the merch coming for those of you guys that's been asking for T-shirts. Heather is getting ready to launch her own brand of products. Um, so just hold on. We're gonna have T-shirts and hats and glasses and gift boxes and all kinds of wonderful things in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, go ahead, Ali. All right, so. We're going to jump forward here a little bit, Sarah, and talk about Mecklenburg County. You mentioned one of, if not the largest county, larger than several states, as it were. Mm -hmm. My next door neighbor to the west and south a little bit. Um, what has been in your, from where you sit now looking back, hindsight always being 2020, what has been the biggest weakness for Republicans in Mecklenburg County? Because you hear across the state, Mecklenburg's unwinnable. Republicans have often tried to opt out. Um, 
But what what do you think is our biggest challenge in Mecklenburg County? What is that really about? I mean, the biggest challenge is the data. I mean, we're at about 21 percent registered Republicans. So that's that's a fact. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's gone are the days of, of, you know, Pat McCrory himself says sometimes that it, he wouldn't be elected dog catcher. So we're having to be smarter about what are we going to strategically do, knowing, of course, too, that the maps are in flux right now with our districts with redistricting and the census. Um, so overcoming voter registration and being smarter with um, how we do that. That's why we created our plan, Red U, Republicans Educating Democrats and Unaffiliateds, because we know that we have to win over the Democrats, we have to win over the Unaffiliateds. We've had a lot of success. One of the things, because, you know, we have tough local races. We just do. It's, it's a fact, um, especially like our judges. They used to be neighborhood judges and they took that out. Now they have to run countywide. So it's a lot harder to win for these district court judges um, versus the superior court judges. So trying to overcome those obstacles and being smarter and strategic with what we do, but really figuring out how do we go into these 195? Because that's the thing. We have 195 precincts in Mecklenburg County. It's wow. it's, it's massive. Um, it was at one point 120 people a day moving to Mecklenburg County. So, I mean, it's just geographically big, it's, you know, population big, it's, it's um, you know, ideology and, and democracy, everything is big in Mecklenburg County. Um, so how do we go into those 195 neighborhoods, localize, talk to better train up our people so they can go out into those neighborhoods and have those conversations and sell the party? Because we know that our fiscal issues, especially in Mecklenburg County, are going to be right. We've seen our taxes go up, our property taxes just astronomically. I know my escrow is crazy compared to what my actual mortgage is here in Mecklenburg. Um, so we know that we can win on those types of issues. So localizing it and going into those 195 town, 95 precincts and having more of a neighborhood presence because we know we can't be just one one spoke that handles all of the county because it's just not practical. So breaking it up into those neighborhoods. Makes sense. Makes sense. Wow. What you got? Well, I, I'm glad you said that, and I, and I hope, uh, you know, other chairs and other people kind of follow what you're saying with this, because one thing as Republicans with small numbers, when we when when we find ourselves in these communities and we say things about the issues, they're going to resonate with what's true and what benefits them. And I think as as Republicans, we have to be equally as loud and aggressive, but with the truth. And, uh, and I'm glad you said that, because, like I said, it, it's tremendous when we see that that uh president former president trump was able to increase his minority voter turnout what makes you i mean here in new york we if you look at the the, the last election cycle we there was red 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 and unfortunately we have new york city with such a humongous population that had it not been for new york city we would have went red like so you know i hope people are listening to what you're saying and, and really get behind what you're saying and support that movement to get it because that's a lot of that's a lot of space have you found it difficult um to to at this i know it's kind of early still in, in your chairmanship uh chairwomanship I, what's the proper word i'm not i'm not you don't chairman is fine chairman okay cool i, I don't know i might have some liberal <laughs> friends listening he <laughs> said chair. So, but have you have you so far has it has it seemed like it's going to be difficult to get done with so much though? Cause it seems like a lot. It is a lot, but I mean, if you get good people on the ground and you get people that are excited and you create that buy-in, I mean, you, you, you go off of the successes that you had because honestly, Mecklenburg, what we did last year is the RNC gives you a target number. They say, this is the raw number we need to be able to win statewide. And we were able to deliver that. I mean, you saw the successes of sweeping the eight judges. You saw that, you know, 
we had very good successes, six out of 10 council estate, we did what we needed to do mm -hmm. and we increased our voter turnout by about 12% off of what we needed to do to make sure we delivered Donald Trump in North Carolina. So, so there are good things happening and when it comes to delivering the raw vote and doing things like that, we're, we're pretty good and our ground game is, is, is getting there. Um, it's just how do we better train up people and get them to resonate the, the message. One of the things we're gonna be doing is an online store where we're gonna be pushing the message of don't Seattle my Charlotte. That is our message for the next two years. Don't Seattle my Charlotte, because that's what people can understand. They can relate to people that are moving here go, whoa, because I mean, even what you've seen, Uptown is not what it was five years ago when I moved here. I mean, you've got, it's it's a ghost town now. Um, and so I think people understand that when you say, if we continue to go down this road, we're gonna turn into a Seattle. And I think that's what wakes up people. And that's the bold statement that we need to be saying. Well, one of the things I can definitely appreciate, and I definitely want you to chime in a little bit on this, is you hit the ground running there in Mecklenburg. I saw the pictures of your retreat that looked amazing. Um, tell folks a little bit about that, because it looks like you guys had a blast. And I think it's important for folks to know that new leadership is coming into the state and into major counties like Mecklenburg and really hitting the ground running. And I saw that it looked like y'all had a blast. So talk a little bit about that retreat, what you guys did, because that looked fun. Yeah, I think being able on one week's notice, and this was two weeks into our administration, one week's notice to get 18 of our 22 new board members um, assembled during March Madness, nonetheless offsite, and not have them watch a moment of basketball during March Madness, I think speaks to the tenacity and, and just the determination of this new board. But it was really important that we take them offsite. We have really honest conversations behind closed doors. We talk, we did SWOT analysis. You know, we really had that we we're empowering these committees to do what they need to do. For example, voter registration. We have five co-chairs to break up the county, break up different demographics that we're looking for with voter registration. So empowering these teams to really have honest conversations about what we can do, what we need to do. Um, that was really important. And, and I, I'm very thrilled that we walked away and we actually raised $500 and it didn't cost the, the county party a dime for us to be able to go off site and do 48 really intensive hours of, of planning. So. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> want to talk about something real quick. We talked about the size of Mecklenburg County and kind of some of the challenges. What were some of the things you saw as successes that happened in Mecklenburg in 2020 um, and some things that you can build on? Well, we, we got a bounce from the RNC that was here slash not here. That was kind of deflating. But I mean, that was a good thing. Like going back to when we got the convention announced, the state party said, hey, put together an event, a volunteer recruitment event. Let's see if you get about 75 people. We'll be happy. Well, over 600 people showed up. Mm. So there is an excitement. It kind of, I say that it get, the RNC sort of gave people that opportunity to come out of the conservative closet in Mecklenburg a little bit. Um, so people were excited about that. We had the opportunities in that there was somebody with the last name Trump in our county, like felt like every other day. I mean, we just had that being a large urban center and, and the media and all that. So, and we also have a great relationship with our local media. Um, a lot of them are really fair. And if you approach them, they, they will um, share your side of the story. Um, so we've had some wins. We just know that we have to continue to increase our voter registration because otherwise it, that's, that's our, that's our problem right now. That's the fight. Rob, the fight. Yeah, I want, I want, okay, go ahead, bro. No, no, no. One thing I was going to talk about real quick while we were 
uh, talking about successes. And my brother mentioned it, Sarah. Um, you know, I had a lot, uh, well, I won't say a lot. I had some stuff to do with uh, that increase for Trump in North Carolina among African-American voters. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that, even though people may not know it on a larger scale, but a big part of that was the work that folks like Lisa Matthews did with the Mecklenburg Black Republican yes. Club. Um, and for those that don't know, um, I, I, I understand you still continue to plan to have them involved and engaged in things that's going on in the county party. And uh, what role do you see for minority conservatives in Mecklenburg County? Well, going back, one of the really cool things that we have in our party is in our county, if you have a club of 25 like-minded people with a Republican name in it, you have dues-paying members, they identify with whatever, and they have a, and they have bylaws or some sort of plan saying that they're going to support the Republican Party, they get a voting spot on our board, which is really cool. So, I mean, we have the Black Republican Club, we have our women's clubs, we have a men's club. You know, if, if there are 25 people that want to make, you know, elephant balloon animals and, and join as a club, they can do that and they can get a seat at the table, which I think is really important. I think it's important that we expand that tent and, and that's a way that people can have a say. Um, so I, it's going to be really important though to have groups like the Black Republican Club and have um, and, and break it up. Like we have the neighborhood clubs now. We have Mint Hill Matthews. We're working on a Steel Creek area, you know, because we're just trying to localize better. Because mm -hmm. if those clubs can say, we're going to take some of that precinct off of you, if Mint, if Mint Hill Matthews can fully staff up 20 um, precincts and help us out and help us identify candidates and do all that sort of stuff, that's fantastic. That helps break up our coverage a little bit better. So I think I think that's been probably the biggest success the past four years is growing those neighborhood clubs and and knowing that that's a good way to expand expand the tent and expand our volunteer base as well. Makes sense. Ra, I know you what you look yeah, like. Yeah, I just I just want to uh kind of get your take on, on something uh and it, it's kind of in the same vein. Um so there's a lot of doom and gloom um because Trump lost and I, I'm just curious how do you see that and how do you how do you like what do you say to other republicans who are you know kind of down about it because we've talked to several people that are like oh i just you know i'm kind of just giving up because trump lost and you know and the gop has no future now and i don't agree mm -hmm. with that i think when you say things like we've had a x amount of increase in latino voters black voters those are wins that i think we should pay attention to but what do you say as a chairwoman and, and what do you say to those Republicans that that may be watching this that are like, oh, you know, what's the point? Because, you know, whatever. And I'm pretty sure you've heard that before. Well, and I hear that a lot. I mean, voter integrity is the number one thing we're getting from people. They're just they feel like their vote doesn't matter. They saw what happened in Georgia. And we're just trying to tell people don't walk off the ledge. Come back in from off the ledge. Because at 21.5% registered Republican, we can't afford to have any more. If you splinter off, you're doing no good for us for growing the party. At the end of the day, you know that you're right on the values. You know that you identify more with the Republican Party than the radical far left. And I think, honestly, the the, the just a couple of months into this new administration is showing the complete contrast. And so, um, you know, we lost Trump. We did it in North Carolina. Thank goodness. It was great. But um, we have to remember that if we splinter off, we do no good. All we do is continue to dilute our message and we don't help. I mean, and you keep reminding people, Justice Newby won 401 votes statewide. 
I mean, those are things that matter. And if people splinter off and do that, that does no good. Find a way to help the party. If there's something you don't like, we're making right. it so people can get involved. If, if there's something you want to do, we'll find a place for you to do it. But don't walk away from the party because that's just destructive and that only gives the radical far left more. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big favor of handing the complainer something to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. so I, I got a committee for you, <laughs> Ali. So uh, you mentioned the, the administration, and before we, I guess, go to the next segment, I'm just curious because we see that, uh, in pretty much every administration, the first couple of months we're looking with a fine tooth comb, and especially uh, the Trump administration at this point in his, you know, first, you know, in his first couple of what, what are we, three months into a Biden Harris mm -hmm. administration? What kind of job do you actually think they're doing? Like, what's your take on the direction that they've headed with things, if you will? You're seeing it. I mean, you're seeing gas prices. I mean, it's going to be like, welcome to the 1970s. That's what it feels like. We're going back to, um, you know, we're seeing the high gas prices. We're seeing, and as much flack as Trump got for the amount of executive orders, we're seeing just how many are ramrodded through with this administration. Um, I, you know, and I think I'm seeing a lot of buyer's remorse from people that are going, holy cow. And we're like, yeah, no kidding. It's the far left. They're going to push and push and push. And so we just got to hold that line. Um, and that's mm -hmm. another reason why people need to not walk away. It's really critical. We get 2022. We get the House back. We get the Senate back. Um, if people walk away from that and we're not united in whoever our nominees are, then that's who knows what could happen. But, you know, this administration is showing that they're going to push through because I think they know that 2022 is going to be a lot of buyers remorse. So they're trying to get as much crazy stuff in as they as they can right now. Yeah, right. I, I think buyer's remorse is the, is like the term because I've been mm -hmm. telling my, my liberal friends, like, y'all can't say nothing to me right now. Y'all can't mm -hmm. say anything. Look at the guy. Look at his team. Look at what they're doing. That's who y'all picked, right? Because we can't say voter. Boop. We can't say that. So... Y'all picked them. If, if we have to stick to this is who you guys pick. I, I mean, so mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is it, Ali? What do we call it? Uh, uh, civic education at this point? Yeah. Uh, like basic civics, right? If people understood, I think policy making a little just on a basic level, I don't see how people. I I don't I don't get it, bro. Like, nah, well, look, and I've said this before, Sarah. I get in trouble for saying it, but I think the left has actually allowed mentally ill people have opinions in, in government i just there i mean i just i think there's some mentally ill people that have worked them way, themselves into political position last fall cnn interviewed me and this is another thing like a lot of people are like oh i don't want to interview with cnn i'm like but if, if we don't speak up on cnn whose voice is going to be heard so i went and talked to cnn and they said well are you a trump republican and, and i said well you know what if if I'm called a Trump Republican versus what we're seeing out of the far left, I'll take that. You know, it, it, it's so different that, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yo, I, can I, Ali, let me throw something at you. Let me, let me throw this at you, bro. I, yo, Rob, let me throw this at you. Hold on. I got mm -hmm. interviewed by MSNBC, Sarah, and everybody was like, you're going into the belly of the beast. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> So what's your take? Uh, and and I, am I weird for this? When people say, "Are you a Trump Republican?" I'm like, "No, I'm a Republican." Republican. Republican. Like I, I, I don't know if, it, like I don't know if I can have if I could be somebody's political fan. It's the policy. That's not the place, right? The field of of human behavior where we should want to be fans. Like he's not a songwriter. He's not a singer. He's not a dancer. He's not a comedian. This is the this is the leader of our 
country. So we have a party platform, and the party platform isn't the Trump platform. It's the Republican Party platform. Mm -hmm. He best represented it. So I just get a little... You know, weird with that. Are you a Trump Republican? I like Trump. I got a Trump hat. I supported Trump. I'm a, a Trump team leader. I'm whatever else I can do. But I just think we need to be Republican Republicans. I don't know. Is that weird? Well, and this is this is one of the things that we're doing that our board is coming together because we need to simplify on selling our platform and what makes us Republican. Um, I know the Black Republican Club does a really great job of this. Mm -hmm. um, we need to make more materials, very basic materials, something that you can put on somebody's, if you see a car, you know, you can put it on their dash saying, you know, I believe in X, Y, and Z. That's very simple. And so I, I have to look back through different colored glasses because again, I have 23 years of doing this. So I start rattling off all the intricacies of precinct meeting and plan of organization and da, 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 da. And everybody's eyes are like glazed over because they don't necessarily know all the in the weeds like I do. So we're trying to make it a lot simpler. And that's one of the things we're going to try to do is just have, you know, two minute video archives, have just simple pamphlets, all those kinds of things saying, this is the Republican platform. These are the values of the Republican Party. This is the history of the Republican Party. Uh, you know, I know that the black Republicans have to dispel that myth a lot. You know, a lot of the good things that have happened have been because of the Republican Party. And so, that's one of the things that our board is committed to is how do we make it easier to give those bite-sized pieces of what the party is and, and, and how we can explain it better to people. Gotcha. So um, Ali, real quick, real quick at the, at the 33 minute mark, um, let us know where you're watching from. Shout out to everybody that's in the comment section. What's up brother Mark? Hope everything's well. Sister Melanie. I see a couple other people in there. Um, so, Listen, please visit the website. Uh, we want to keep things like this going. We want to keep bringing on conservative Republicans that care about uh, our country and, and that are, are actually doing something. You got to reach out. You got to go to these websites. You got to visit the Met GOP. Mm -hmm. Listen, don't be scared to get involved, folks. It, it's, it's, it's about the work. So, Ali, real quick, before we transition, one of the things, uh, like she's saying, I'm doing this workshop April 12th about social media and politics and political campaigns now the reason we're doing this workshop after all of these campaigns that i've worked on there's some things that i noticed lots of you getting wrong there's some good things but there's a lot of things that and i'm saying this after talking to 50 people and maybe you you've seen this too sarah Nali, that people think they know something until you talk to them and realize like oh you you actually don't know anything about politics when you say precinct you can start telling everybody somebody everything you got to do like ali was telling me about being the chair i'm like what you got to go to this meeting you got to call it you got so people don't know until you teach them until you put them on so we we are doing that april 12th uh make sure to visit the website tuconservative.com um ali third segment let's 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 because i, I want to throw those names at her. i'm excited ah, about the name game yes, i want to get there something coming on the tail end of this you'll have to deal with it'll be fun mm -hmm. don't you worry okay. but, ladies and gentlemen we are on with sarah reedy jones who is the chairwoman of the mecklenburg county uh gop here in north carolina as you can see i'm rocking my north carolina gray and black today but listen the future sarah i know y'all had to retreat i know we've covered a lot of space but what do you see as the future of the Mecklenburg County Republican Party? And what are some things you guys have coming up in the very near future that folks need to know about? 
Yeah, I see us continuing to break down and localize as much as possible in these neighborhoods, continuing to grow these clubs to make it a lot easier. Um, we're going to bring back the very simple area precinct organizer concept, where instead of precinct organization being one person handling 195 precincts, break it up into the six people and then do more of a you know pyramid level so that it's easier for people. Um, one of the things that I've made it is a lot easier just on our website, if you go in, now there's a place where if there's a specific committee that you want to be on. Um, my favorite quote in the world is Shirley Chisholm's, if there isn't a seat at the table for you, bring a folding chair. And it's true. We want to make it very easy for people to bring their folding chair. So we've put all the committees and all the different ways that they can get involved and so they can sign up. So if you have a talent, if you want to fundraise, if you want to do public relations, if you, you, know, you name it, you can go ahead and sign up through that. Um, so making that a little bit easier so that these club, that these um, committees can really go forward and do their thing. So do more of the voter registration, do more of the urban engagement. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing on a monthly basis is a community service project, because I think we win more hearts and minds. Um, sometimes facts, we have to we have to do the feelings before we do the facts. That's just the reality that to help warm up. So I think showing that part is, is going to be really important. But um, really excited about a couple of events that we've we've got a great special events team that's on the ground running. We're going to have our Reagan Day dinner in the fall, and we'll do all that. But we are adding um, Mech Deck Week for those that don't know. Mecklenburg Deck, uh, basically declared their independence from the crown in a full year before the rest of the colonies. And so May twentieth, seventeen seventy five. That's on the North Carolina flag. It's it's a big deal. You know, we're known as the hornet's nest here in Mecklenburg County because it was kind of, you know, these these uh, colonists that, that just didn't take too kindly to the crown. And so we're going to have a Mech Deck dinner on May 21st. We'll be having that information up on our website soon. Um, but and Mark Robinson is going to be coming in and keynoting that because when I think of revolutionary and, and starting brand new, I, I just think of Mark Robinson. But so that's something that we want to make an annual event because it's something that should be celebrated by the Republican Party. So we're going to continue to have more of those activities, um, you know, events at the park, localizing, doing all that. And we want people to give us their advice. If, if there's something that you want to see done, we want to have that presence. Um, COVID's been a little bit of a challenge. So we're, we're mm -hmm. trying to get back to, because we're so large. I mean, our executive committee is about 175, 200 people. So we just can't meet right now in person. But we're trying to get through that, um, get back to being uh, more in-person events. But um, get involved at the website. And if there's something, and another thing we're going to be doing is launching a regular podcast. Um, nice. We have a 26-year-old 26 26-year-old 26 that's our PR uh, chair and, and, and does some podcasts on our own. So we want to get that out and, and more, more presence. Yeah, Mallory Finch is, is our PR chair now. And so giving, it's fun to let her kind of do things um, through a younger lens. Um, I, I'm finally at 40. I am now on the less emphasis on the Y and more emphasis on the R for younger Republicans. <laughs> I only have a few more months of eligibility. But um, so, worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder how that works. So after you're out of the young Republicans, are you just a regular Republican now? I guess so. So like, well and I started the Uptown Charlotte Republican women because that was an area that had no Republican presence. So about a year ago we started that. Um so and it's growing quickly. I mean, we, and, and that's the other thing that we've seen that's been very positive is when you talk about people walking away, every event we've had since the election, we've at least half of the crowd has been brand new. So a lot of people are either like, I didn't do enough or I should have gotten more involved, um, mm -hmm. but they're not walking away and they're choosing to be involved. So that's really good. I mean, our county convention, over half of the people had never participated before. Um, 
So, you know, I say we're 21%, but we're still over 160,000 Republicans in Mecklenburg. So still we have a lot of Republicans. I would love it to be way more than that. But if we activated, and again, bringing the seat, the you know, the folding chair to the table, imagine if we had those 160,000 plus people be engaged, what more of the conversations we could be having with our neighbors, what more we could be doing as an impact. And, and we will grow the party organically just by that, by training up those 160,000 people and getting them active. Gotcha. Uh, quick question for you. So it sounds like you've got a lot coming. When do you plan on taking a vacation? Because good Lord, Mecklenburg County is nothing like Cavaris. And I think you just got, so do you have a vacation plan somewhere in the, in the next yeah. 24 months? <laughs> I mean, I kind of kissed my husband on the forehead and said, see you in two years, but, um, but no, <laughs> The idea, too, is we have such a good board that can help do that, because that's part of the thing is I've taken on a lot. And I know I've had to learn to delegate more. Um, the National Federation of Republican Women just did a really great, like, 20 minute session on how to delegate better, because I know I'm not the best at it because I'm like, oh, I want to do everything. But by breaking things up and having these committees be more working committees, we don't have to be everywhere all the time. And that's the idea that there could be multiple events happening on the same nights. You know, I don't have to worry about this women's club competing with this college Republicans event or whatever. That we're so big, let's be all over the place. Makes sense. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have been kicking it with our friend Sarah Reedy Jones, who is the chairwoman of the newly elected chairwoman of the Mecklenburg County Republican Party. The link, uh, the the website. What is your website? Because I didn't read it. Is is it Mecklenburg.gop like ours? Yep, mechgop.com. Mechgop.com, ladies and gentlemen. I really like the idea of being able to go online and sign up for the committees that you want to be a part of. I think that's really great stuff to have a website. Names, buddy. Names, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yep, get, get yourself in there. Get involved. We always say it here on the Urban Conservative is local is what counts the most. You, th uh, you think globally, but you act locally. And that will get us today. So, Sarah, real quick, it's tradition around these parts. When you come on the Urban Conservative for the first time, we play a game. Okay. A game, a word recognition game, word response game. So we're going to give you some names, and you have to say the first word, only one word that comes yes, to you your have mind. To. It, it, we allow for more than one, but okay. try to keep it to one. Try to keep it to one. Some some of these names may require more than that. But um, if you are ready, Sarah. Hit me. Let's do this. Uh, first name I'm going to give you is... Michelle Obama. Not one. first lady anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> not one word. Not one yeah. word. All right. See uh, how that works? Former. Uh, former. I, okay. I got you. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got one, Rob? Yeah, I got one. Um, Alien Omar. <laughs> That's yeah. a word. That can be a word too, yeah. you know. <laughs> Okay, okay. That could be a word. Far left. Okay, I got All one right. for you. Nancy Reagan. Iconic. Mm, that's a good word for Nancy Reagan. Okay, you just made me think of somebody now that you okay, said Nancy ahead, Reagan. I'm just curious. I, I, I'm, I, this could be weird. Marilyn Monroe? Well, also iconic, but, um, you know, white dress. Okay. All right. So I just had to throw that out there. I just okay. want to go to opposite of Nancy Reagan real quick. Two more. Two more for you. Uh, Ivanka Trump. Flawless. 
Mm. I've seen her in person twice. Flawless. Okay. Uh, I have to tell you this full transparency. I was at an event and Laura Trump gave me a hug and that is the best smelling human being I've ever been around. It's like, what is my bro? I said, what is that? The, what is that? Fresh crushed flowers off the bus. Remember they had the big yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Last but not least, Sarah Reedy Jones. Hopefully revolutionary. Ah, Sold. Sold. Now, and, and, Ali, I'm going to say this. I, I had another name, but I'm going to tell you off air. I, I don't know why I was going to say it, but the, uh, first name starts with a B, last name starts with a C. I'll just leave it there. And for those watching, if you can figure out who I'm talking about, I, I, don't, I don't know why I was going to ask her, but there was another name. Just I'll leave it there. Um, so listen. listen ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you've been watching The Urban Conservative. We've been on with Mecklenburg GOP Chairwoman Sarah Reed Jones. If you enjoy the content, please don't feel bad about sending us a little cash app, or you could jump on over to TUConservative.com. Facts. It's yourself a membership. It's only 10 bucks for the year. You will help us support conservative, get the conservative word out, help support our conservative media. Be on the lookout for Freedom Talk yeah. with Clarence Henderson. We have more episodes. Thursday. Thursday, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, with all due respect, we are doing Candace Owens versus Cardi B. What's your take on it? Who takes the cake? Who gets all due respect this Thursday? 8 p.m. We're going to go over the obligatories. We're going to go over the jargon and the marketing. We're going to see if they carry. Shouts out to my brother, I-Man Trek, host of With All Due Respect. Thursday, 8 p.m., right back here to Urban Conservative on YouTube, Facebook. We appreciate you guys watching. And as we always say, uh, tell all the guests, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to come out, uh, come on the show with us. Uh, it means a lot. We are eternally grateful for it because you could have been doing something else for an hour and you came to kick it with us. So we appreciate that. We really thank you for taking the time. Anybody you want to shout out before we get out of here? Well, I just want to thank you guys, because one of the things that we don't do in North Carolina, and, and I understand it, is we don't have these conversations with urban counties or neighboring counties. We know that what happens in Mecklenburg is a little different than Gaston or Cabarrus or York or whatever. Um, and I've basically been told we're, you know, y'all are on your own. And so what we want to do is get the four, we call ourselves the core four. It's kind of fallen down, but now that I'm chair and, and a woman's in charge, I'll kind of get done a little bit more, but we get the four biggest counties together to really talk about what are, how can we survive as an urban county? Um, how do we do things? We know we have to do things a little differently. We're not like my parents in McDowell County in North Carolina. It's, we're not even Gaston County, which I can see from my house. Um, so those four, those core four members are, are going to be critical for helping um, figure out this long-term problem of, of expanding the GOP in our big counties. All right. So there you have it, folks. Again, thank you so much for checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. This has been episode 11 for the year. I am a dual. Yo, bro, bro, I before you do that, before you do that, let's what? end off. Let's end off like that. With the, okay. With the 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 like yeah. brother, Raheem Architect Soto. We will see you Thursday for With All Due Respect Podcast. This has been the Urban Conservative Episode 11. Peace and Peace. love. Bye, guys. Okay, so...